Hello, Alexander. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm going to go with net neutral. Some good, some bad, but overall just riding the wave right now. Good. I guess that's good. Quality in-depth commentary. We are off and running. Okay, what's what's the okay? You need to have like a the definitive side that you're on to get different. You can't just say neutral. Like how do I okay? How okay. neutral is it? <laughs> neutral plus. We're we're talking about the podcast. I'm three and zero, oh, feeling good mostly. A little nervous that two of my six top six draft picks are out right now. So that's got me in my feels. But overall, feeling good. Good. You're still winning. That's what matters. Derek, how are you? Hey guys, I'm doing great. I'm on a I'm on a two game winning streak. Cam has lost two in a row. Uh, the uh, the new, the new <laughs> rivalry, so I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I week one, I think I've mentioned before. I mean, I'll say for this podcast, this is my my favorite league, uh, and I don't say that anywhere else. I don't I don't change that with uh, different podcasts and the only podcast I go on, but. Uh, uh, but opening week, I think I've said like it's the Christmas, the adult version of Christmas morning. And I went 0 and 4 week one, which now is the second year in a row. So it's like, you know, coming down for Christmas and seeing that Santa didn't come. There's no presents. So that was rough. But since then, three and one and then three and one last week. So I'm feeling great about things. That's amazing. That's a nice way to change your fortunes up. It's like Santa went from leaving you nothing to like a nice crack pipe or something. Exactly. Or Mike Williams, you know, whatever you, however you want to look at that. <laughs> that is heck of a Christmas present you got in Mike Williams. But we're going to save is. him for a little bit later down the road. So we're going to we're going to get rolling here with uh, 10 for 10. Alex, just for my reference, how excited are you in this moment? Oh, 10 for 10 for 10 for 10. Yeah. That's like a thousand. I'm taking that as your excitement level. No, it's like ten out of ten for ten for ten on a level of excitement on a scale of one to ten. Ten. For 10. My man, bringing the thunder. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, so I'm gonna start number one. Right now we've got Carly and Matt, uh, the biggest mountains to climb. Both are 0 and 3. Um, both underdogs this week. Carly is playing you, Derek. Matt playing Alex. So there's a real scenario where one of them is going to be 0 and 5 because after this week they play each other. So pretty realistic that one of them is going to be 0 and 5 or 1 and 4. And correction, Carly is playing Lucas. Derek, you get off. Uh, who do you play this week? Who am I playing? Yeah, Matt. Oh, play Matt. Then Alex, I don't know who you're playing. <laughs> Me either. That makes two of us. <laughs> I think you're playing Bobby, but uh, sorry. So I believe Carly and Matt are underdogs, even if I've got the schedules messed up in my head. So they could potentially both be 0-4. Then they play each other. So one could be 0-5. Maybe they're both 1-4. Can you climb out of that hole without those rosters? Of course you can. You know, you've seen bigger comebacks before in other situations, and I believe they can too. You know what I mean? They can. The best? Do you think it's realistic? Oh, uh, yes. What about you, Derek? How do you feel? <laughs> the best comeback I've ever seen in a league is a team that was 
one and six, and they barely, naturally, barely snuck in the playoffs, and they went on to win the championship. Uh, so that's the best I have seen. We also have the extra week, right? Uh, so that helps yeah. a little bit. I think there's, uh, there's, we'll get into their teams later, but I think there's uh, enough talent that uh, I'm not going to rule out the possibility that uh, we could have a Cinderella story and someone makes a great run. So, oh, and five, that's uh, odds are against him, but I, I would not count them out at that number. So that applies to both teams, Matt or Carly. They could go to 0-5, and you think there's a path back? There's a path. It's a very slim path, but there's a path. Okay, so let's let's go from the abstract to the concrete, Derek. So if let's say they, both of these uh, teams could reach your um, asking price to come aboard as a consultant for a day or so, and they said, Derek, what can I do? How do I make this team better? What would be one roster move you would make for each team? Well, I'm going to actually, I'm going to tackle, kill two birds with one stone here. So I, I proposed, it's a little outside of the box, but uh, a three-team trade. And initially, I did I did a rough draft of this where I was trying to put my team in the three-way trade. And it was going to be me and Alex's team and Carly. And then I, I realized as I went through that I wasn't bringing much to the table. Uh, but what I initially had come up with, it was that uh, Carly was going to trade. What I think is her best asset is a uh, uh, duck great uh, Justin Herbert uh, to send, send to my team. And then uh, Alex was going to give Tyler Lockett to Carly's team. And then I would be sending, this is where the problem came in. I would be sending um julio jones and sorry my the uh the patriots oh. running back harris and a thousand dollars in cash uh to to, to alex <laughs> so but then so the cash was thrown on but then i realized i did not want to pay the money so i uh, put the kibosh on that one but here here's what i came up with as the uh, three-team trade so two of those things are still in place uh, alex trades tyler lockett uh, Carly trades Justin Herbert, and then uh, Matt sends Joe Mixon to Alex's team. So the challenge here, I think, is that uh, so so Matt has uh, Cousins as his quarterback, mm-hmm. and he's actually off to a good start. But Herbert, if we, if we don't think it's likely that Cousins is going to keep that up, and Herbert could be, I think, a potential keeper to kind of make that uh, maybe an interesting deal alex can address his his running back issues so i don't like joe makes it <laughs> he's the worst my team's perfect the way it is this is the year of overconfidence Derek. i don't need joe mixon so let's take there a, a running back play. issue though there I have the sixth best running back in the league, Mr. Man, because Jordan Goff loves his touchdowns. I'm just kidding, Derek. I don't mean to call you Mr. Man. I just like the term Mr. Man. But no, I like the idea of the trade. I like the idea of, you know, that might actually be smart. I just think it was anybody but Joe Mixon. I've had a bad history with Joe Mixon. But are three-way trades possible in our league? Has anyone tried one before? 
I don't think it's po- it's not possible to do directly, but I think if we just chat, like an like, this is what's going yeah. on, and then just do it in piecemeal. I was gonna say, Derek, because yeah. I like these three three person trade ideas. If you want to come up with more, I'm a big fan because I got a lot of real estate that I can pass along. Good to know. I will keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Steve, mm-hmm. I think you're breaking you're breaking things down over there. Is there uh, this? Is there any? Obviously, Alex is gonna shut it down quickly, but. Is it a, is it a decent proposal? Besides yeah, I like where you're going. Bias? Carly's getting somebody off her bench, so she's just getting better by taking on Lockett. I think Alex does solidify his running back position. I just I'm what to ruin a spoiler. Something I say later tonight. I think I've got in quotations. DeAndre Swift. How? <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, I, I like this. I think that. Uh, I think you got some good pieces here. I just, uh, if Alex doesn't like mixing, it falls apart. But I like, I like your thinking outside the box. I think it does make, I think it definitely makes Carly and Matt better. And I think Alex maybe, if his take on mixing isn't so positive, it dies there. But I like where you went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I didn't, if DeAndre Swift wasn't performing, that'd be a wonderful trade idea. I just, I, I can't, I, I can't. With DeAndre yeah. Swift, I just two lines beaten down. All right. Number three, we're going to go to Derek again to start just because it's the topic. Eventually, Alex, I'm going to let you lead the way here. But uh, Derek, Cam is not in great shape. He is one and two. He's lost his second round pick, A.J. Green to or A.J. Brown, pardon me, to a week to week injury with a hamstring. This is after playing on some bum knees last year. Galladay is going uh, Galladay is doing Galladay things. And Mike Davis has been terrible. And he's now got Cordell Patterson, pardon me in his flex spot. He's a 20-point underdog to Jay right now. So he's potentially looking at one and three. At this point, do you have to start actively shopping one of your quarterbacks and stop looking for the perfect deal and just get a deal that's going to get you a starter? I would say so. Um, I think there is uh, maybe some – we're earlier in the season still, but maybe there's a little uh, desperation setting in. And I know I – I should. I feel like I should tread lightly. Cam is like my new my new rival. When I heard him a couple of weeks ago, I was a little scared. Uh, I think I think Lucas said last week that Derek may not fully understand Cam, uh, and and I don't think I understand him at all. But I'm I'm scared of him. Uh, the good thing is I think he he thinks I live in Seattle, so that's the the, the good thing. But uh, obviously a tough a tough couple of weeks. And in that podcast, I actually was waiting for him to just just uh, really go after my team. And he 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 wasn't too hard. So I, I, I shouldn't be too tough on his team. But I think like you might have to look at trading Prescott because Stafford, I mean, most teams have with the exception of like my team and Matt's, most teams have pretty high caliber quarterbacks. So but since Prescott is at an, an elite level, at least there can be some some decent return on the goods. I know Stafford's off to a good start, but I think Prescott, I think is still the uh, the more the more coveted asset. So I think you you got to do that. That you know there's there's uh, some issues here. Obviously Elliott, uh, I think did a little better last week, but um, there is just not much punch here. So I think you got you got to look at making a deal. Well, let me ask you, like you identified, I think you're right. I think there are two teams probably a little more quarterback needy than the rest of the league. Is there 
setting aside your mortal enemy status, is there anything in theory that uh, you would be willing to give up to move up to Dak Prescott? I would. Um, I have to admit, I'm really excited about my core players with my running backs and, and my wide receivers. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm kind of holding on tightly. So and I don't have much to offer in terms of depth. Um, so that uh, would be the problem other than the, you know, thousand dollars in cash and and all that. But uh, I think that's probably against league rules. So. So but, you know, I I would consider giving up. I I said, you know, the producer said, no, that's not against the league rules. Uh, but I mean, I would consider, you know, Waller. I love Waller, but also some of these other wide receivers for for the Raiders are stepping up. Uh, so so that's something I I would I'm open to it. I mean, all right. So hold on. Our, so if, if you like, open up your you open up your inbox tomorrow and you see an in a request, Derek Waller, <laughs> Darren Waller. For Dak Prescott, are you hitting accept? I need I need to get some coffee in the morning. I need to talk it over with my wife. Uh, I need to uh, talk to my team, but I would I would give it some consideration. Okay, and I'm just kidding. Fair. My wife is not an advisor, for the record. I I know your wife. She probably could uh, jack Jill of all trades there. So I'm uh, I'm not uh, I'm not totally buying that. Well, she did win but, the pool one year, so yeah. That's true. Alex, what do you think? Like, I know this is the year of overconfidence and you've spread that love to everybody, but four teams don't make the playoffs, no matter how confident we want to be about it. Mm-hmm. Is Cam in trouble? One and three. This The back end of this roster is not good. I mean, is he in trouble of making not making the playoffs? Yes, but... I mean, I might, he might as well try looking around, see if he can make some trades, maybe try to pick up. Strangely, I don't think... Free agency has been as competitive as it has been in previous years either, so it's a lot harder to try to pick people up. Um, well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna reset you here. The question is though, like, are you are you pushing hard to get rid of your quarterback for an upgrade at a skill position, or are you not no, that's, ready? That's to what I'm talking about. Because like instead, it's it's going to be hard to pick up a free agency because this year the people that are in free agency seem to be splitting time like crazy, and if there's wide receivers, there's like five all the way around. So he's not going to be able to go through free agency. So if he wants to try to get new players, shopping his quarterback is probably the best option. Sorry, that's what I was trying to get at. Okay. No, it's okay. I probably just misheard it. So you're kind of with Derek. It's time to start pushing the button. Yeah, give it a shot. See what you can do. So, all right. Number four. Guys, help me out here. Um, okay. What do I think of Saquon Barkley? Here, here's kind of where I'm going to tell you what my struggles are. You tell me what I think. I think if I want to find the positive in Saquon Barkley – I'm going to tell you that his scoring numbers have gone up from week one to week two to week three. That's good. Um, got a touchdown last week. Good. Put up 19 points last week. Good. The thing on the other side of the ledger. Oh, and it's written one of those rare teams in the NFL where he does have the entire backfield. Oh, that's good. The thing that makes me go, I don't know, is he's only averaging 3.4 yards per carry. And that's including last week's boom game. He's still only averaged 3.2 yards per carry. It seems like he's just doing it on the ground with dump off passes. So right now, quarterback or running back 26, like I think he'll be better than that at the end of the year. But do you guys think he's in a position he's going to return value on being a 16th overall player or being Jay's running back one? Xander. Yeah, I have quite a few opinions upon Saquon Barkley, especially having on my team last year, especially if he came up with a case of updog, you know. 
Say that again. He came down with a case of updog. Oh, clearly. Dang it. Yeah. You've heard that yeah. one, Steve? Shoot. I have never, not once, heard that in my life. I don't know, Steve. You don't know how to use the internet. We're not disagreeing. Well, anyway, that was Alex Turner's one for one. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> what is I'm, happening? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alex's Turner's one for one's coming in. You told me how to interrupt you whenever I wanted. <laughs> I was going to try to get you with an updog joke, and I've been waiting this whole time, and I haven't been able to do it. Breaking news. We pivoted to one for one. Yep. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. All right, producer, you're going to have to keep us on track. We're mid number four when we come back to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was so on my team last year. He was injured. I don't have an opinion. Anyway, you don't <laughs> not anymore. He's not on my list anymore. Poor fella. He's out there making his own. Anywho's, man, that was going to be a whole lot more smoother, Steve. You just fell for it. My goodness. Anywho's, I went to the Michigan State game last weekend. Anybody watch that? Anybody watch that? Exciting times. No. Anybody? One in overtime. One in overtime. It's pretty exciting stuff. I drove there with a buddy of mine, his brother, and his brother works in HR and gets paid five times more than me. And he talks about the things he does. He does stuff like employee engagement. You all ever heard of that kind of stuff? So we spent a Wait, whole which day. Which brother is this? Luke's brother. Which one? The older one. Garrett? Yeah. That guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So he had to go and talk to all of his employees and ask questions, and they had to have five answers, and they had to pick which one they liked the best. And that's what he did. I guess that's what HR does. I don't really know. But I was like, I could do that job. So I've done that. I've made a list of a couple questions with five answers, and you have to pick one of the five and say why you picked those five. Yeah? Yeah? You guys ready? Lead the way. All right. Ready. If you were to play a position in the NFL, what position would you play? A lineman, a quarterback, a wide receiver, a running back, or a point guard? Which one? I'd play quarterback. That'd be awesome. More money, less getting the crap kicked out of you. Okay. Well, a lot of those guys get hurt. Okay. That's a good answer. Derek, what about you? I would probably play uh, a lineman because uh, I'm a – smaller stature guy i think i'd want to know what the uh, experience would be like to uh to to be that size and uh you know <laughs> quarterback i think you're still there's the potential to uh take some big hits there i think at the age i'm now i'm just thinking about uh preserving my body too so mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver getting hit over the middle uh running backs <laughs> uh, it's pretty self-explanatory with how much they they get beat up uh so and i i heard uh in the the manning broadcast the manning brothers broadcast uh, they were talking about linemen they don't there's just not as much uh they go to the meetings and stuff but there's not as much to do in the meetings uh so <laughs> um i i think of the the, the lesser role uh, lesser responsibilities and the unique experience of being a lineman that's what i'm saying look at that we're learning so much about each other already this is what hr hey, is thought out answer on I, the fly impressive that was I was a good like, answer. I want to some money I'm, I'm so close to getting myself a job in HR. Um, let's see, which of which of the five, these five fast food restaurants, you can't pick a different one, would you go to? Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, Carl Jr.'s, or Chuck E. Cheese? One. Was Arby's one of them? No. No. 
What's you're not, Burger you're not King McDonald's. What's number? I got the. Oh no no Burger you're fine. King McDonald's. Burger King McDonald's, Taco Bell, Carl Juniors, or Chuck E. Cheese. I'm gonna go to McDonald's. I think uh, nice variety there, and uh, it takes a lot less longer to get through the drive-through. So. Though Burger King has Coke Zero. I'm pivoting over. Burger King. Burger King, solid, solid, solid. Derek, what's up? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the, the place that I've had probably a love-hate relationship uh, over the years where there's there's times where I just have to take a long break from it. But I'm going to say Taco Bell. It's, uh, uh, when I, After I take a couple years off, then it feels like it's, uh, it's all new again. Uh, and it's uh, it's still my favorite at the end of the day. So. Tough call, though. No, it is a tough call. That's why I got to pick one. That's why HR is so difficult. Okay. Hold on, real quick. Derek, how how many miles from work would I have to go? Uh, how many miles from work would I have to go to find a Taco Bell? Uh, it's 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 not it, it's pretty close. Really? You don't have to go very far, yeah. Oh, Mazel Tov. All right, I would have thought something else. All right. Radical, radical. Of the following candidates, who would you find to be a more suitable marriage companion? The King from Burger King, Ronald McDonald, Chuck E. Cheese, Carl Jr., or that Taco Bell dog? Steve? I'm gone first twice. Can I get some air? Um, <laughs> no. I'm ready if you want me to jump in. All right, Derek, jump in. Dog. Yeah, go. Show initiative. Well, you don't Ronald have to McDonald's pick the dog, always- Steve. Ronald McDonald's always scared me uh, since I was a kid. So uh, I think Chuck E. Cheese is the the uh, most inviting companion. So uh, well, that's a weird way to put it, but I'm going to say Chuck E. Cheese. Fun fact about Chuck E. Cheese, he was originally a rat. Steve, what's your answer? Well, I think we have our our show title, though. A welcome companion. Was it a welcome companion? Is that what you yes. called it? Yep. Love it. Um. You know, I just feel like I, I'm getting a whole new window into Derek. I really enjoy this, and I don't know that I'm giving the world much, but I'm gonna, I'm taking the dog. It's got the shortest shelf life. I don't have to interact with it, and I don't go to jail if I put the other, if that in a cage versus the other four. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. You were thinking, you were well thinking played. strategically with that one. Good job. Good job. <laughs> this, is how, this is how you hire people. This is the interview questions he asked too. Steve, he's, he <laughs> figures things out. All right, number four. What's a great way to show your friend that you appreciate them? Do you buy them an iguana? Do you slice their tires so they don't have to go to work the next day? Do you hide their plunger after you clog their toilet so they don't have to fix it? Or do you buy them a $5 gift card to America Airlines? What would you do? Wow, that one. Uh, yeah, that one's tough to come up with an answer on the fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex, can I get the answers one more time? As no, <laughs> you can buy them an iguana. You can slice their tires so they don't have to go to work tomorrow. You can hide their plunger after you clog their toilet so they don't have to fix it. Or you can give them a $5 gift card to American Airlines. I think everybody loves an iguana. I'll go number mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I don't. That's a good answer. Steve, <laughs> what about you? 99% of people. <laughs> um, given those options... I'm going to do the $5 voucher to Southwest Airlines or the airlines so they get a free drink next time they travel somewhere. Smart, smart, smart. All right, number five. Is Hugh Grant funny? 
Derek? No, no, I don't get it. I've never Steve gotten knows. it. I'm like, it's just, it's just like hands up in the air humor. I don't, you know, I don't know what motion this is. Like, it's a bad Jerry Seinfeld, but Jerry Seinfeld's terrible too. So, it's a slightly less bad Jerry Seinfeld. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I think he's a decent comedic actor. I, I've seen him on talk shows, and I don't think he's funny uh, as a person. But uh, the movie about a boy and uh, love, actually, thought he he uh, he played those comedic roles pretty well. So it's kind of Radical. a mixed bag for me. I, do you need a yes or no, or can I can I go in the middle lane there? No, that's a good answer. I like that answer. That was open ended. Fun fact about that lane. question. I Googled good icebreakers and I found a site that was top 100 icebreakers of all time. And that question was on there. So figured I'd ask it along with how much money do you make? (laughs) (laughs) Did not ask that one. I know better than that. That's an HR nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so what's your favorite Hugh Grant movie? Is it nine months, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones, Diary one, Bridget Jones, Diary two, or Bridget Jones, Diary, the one where she has a kid for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> Notting Hill. Notting Hill. I have answer. only seen nine months, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. All right. And then last, it was funny. And then last question, Steve. What are your thoughts on Bofa? Who? Bofa? What? Bofa. Huh? Um, not, not, not the biggest fan. Dagnabbit, Steve, you got it one more time. Both of these nuts. Anyway, that's been Alex Turner's one for one. All right, back to Saquon Barkley. Derek, how do you feel about that guy? He worked fun. <laughs> do, I, do I need to take some time to just uh, let that one breathe a little bit? Or let's just bring this home. Yeah. Okay, Saquon. So I'm going to go um, glasses more half full. With Saquon, I, I think he is such a talented and explosive player. So I'm going to take some of the positive signs and say that we're going to see a significant improvement. He's still not going to be like tier one, but I think he can still be uh, a very effective player this year, uh, given some some more time since he's he's trending in the, in the right direction. Uh, I'm glad uh, still that I stayed. Well, I think he was taken before me anyway, but my, I, did, I wanted to stay away from him in all my leagues and I. I did that, so but uh, I think we're we're going to see him um, have uh, put up some decent numbers from here on out. All right, top twelve when we're done. Uh, yeah, yeah, he can make top twelve. Okay, call him nine. Calling your shot, I like it. All right, <laughs> five. We're gonna let you lead this one, Alex. The Detroit Lions, Sunday, Black Swan, the latest chapter. Have feelings. Are you talking about the uh, not calling the clock? The not yeah. calling the clock, the ridiculous bounce, bounce in, the fact the fourth and 19. Like, I had, I don't want to say I had no doubt they were going to con- convert, but I, f- I didn't feel any more confident than it was fourth and inches. Well, there was also another issue earlier on with Lamar Jackson, like, going out of bounds, and they, like, stopped trying to save time, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's actually fun, though, being a Lions fan, because like right when they didn't call the because uh, like I was watching and like even the announcer was counting down us three, two, one. And I was like, they didn't call it. They didn't call it. They didn't call it. Hiked it. I was like, we lose. I knew right then that second that this is another one of those games. And they're like, 
Does the Taker gonna come out and make the biggest field goal ever made? And I was like, Yes, he is. Yes, he is, because that's what this that's what we are. It's just it's good, but like he's it's that's how we lose games. And then like I think what was it? Um Dan Campbell came out and was like, You always take those odds when they kick a field goal like that because they'll always miss. And I was like, No, you don't, Dan Campbell, not when you're at Detroit. You do not take those odds. <laughs> You never take those odds. If there's a bad penalty call in the last 15 seconds, you are going to lose the game. And that's what happened. And I was sad, but I was like, it's a rebuilding year. So I wasn't as sad as the past, like, five. So. Helps propel us towards the number one pick. Yeah, but, I mean, hopefully they come back from it. Because, like, Dan Campbell looked abnormally depressed, um, as most coaches, Lions coaches do after their first game when that happens. Um, but he is saying that, like, there's no reason to stick on it, and they just have to rip the Band-Aid off. Oh, no, what, what was he saying? Saying there's no point, like, continuously ripping the Band-Aid off. Just got to keep so moving quite, forward. Not quite as eloquent as Jalen Hurts after they lost. No. What, what did Jalen Hurts, Hurts do? Uh, the paraphrased, ver- paraphrased version is after they lost and he played poorly. He said, it's like taking a deuce. You don't turn around the toilet and look at it. You just flush it and move on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I have heard that. I hadn't heard that either. I wish I had. That's a good way to put it. That's confidence right there. You go, Jalen Hurts. You're going to win next week. You got it. You know, a team I'm jealous of real quick, as I brought up the Lions, you know, hoping to have a first pick in the draft because that's what we cheer for. Like, right now the Giants are set up to have picks four and five in the draft. Now that's living the life. There's no way our Rams pick is anywhere near that. No, but, I mean, they're also the Giants. Like, they need a lot more than just two things. So, Six. Derek, I'm going to ask multiple questions, and I'm just going to let you kind of go. Is Mike Wait, Williams sorry, the new... Did you want my, my Black Swan response? Oh, please, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> From the outsider's perspective? Yes. I think it was a year one working at Protocol when you were my supervisor, Steve, that you explained to me this whole these uh, Black Swan games. And, and without fail, every year there's been many examples of that. So... I've actually been uh, explaining this. I explained to a coworker about the Black Swan games. I was telling my wife about it after the kick on Sunday. Uh, so I'm just, uh, each one that happens, I'm like, no, no, the, this is not a surprise to the Lion fans. They, they, they know this is going to happen. So, uh, but that that was an unbelievable sequence of events. So, but I know you're you're angling for the top pick. So. Uh, but yeah, that was that's got to be right up there. I know it's this wasn't as big a game of like, you know, games where you really had to win. It's early in the season, but yeah, that was, that was something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of these times I'm gonna have I'm gonna list all the Black Swan losses and have us kind of rank them at least in the last ten years. Kind of what was the most gut punchy versus the uh, anyway. Yeah, so is there I one obvious one? No. I mean, the catch um, and the say, Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary were both really bad. But, well, okay. The Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary one was bad because they then made a commercial out of it. Like they were heroes and it was like the NFL and they call it the Hail Mary. Don't they call it the pass or the Hail Mary or something in Green Bay? Don't they do that? I'm sure. Yeah. Well, the term Hail Mary has been around for a while. So, I mean, they weren't no, calling but like, that the Hail Mary. They literally came out with a commercial and they call it like the pass or the Hail Mary. And like NFL was oh. like throwing it as like one of the biggest plays in the past like five years. Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit like that one sucked. But as far as the consequences, the picked up the offensive pass interference 
flag they picked up for no reason at all. That hurt the most because that was a playoff game and it ended our season, literally. Oh, yeah. That one was bad, too. Well, actually, the Atlanta one, too, that made us not go into the playoffs because we lost the tiebreaker against Atlanta. So we didn't go into the playoffs one year. Yeah, that one. That's probably the one I was the most mad at in the moment. Like that was like they screwed yeah. up and then they we got punished for their the referee screw up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Sorry to make so, you guys relive all these. I apologize. Oh no, Derek. I love talking about it. <laughs> it's the one thing we have. I'll get you all hooked up with a therapist. All right. Six. Where we're going, Derek? Multiple questions here. Is Mike Williams the new number one wide receiver for the Chargers at this point, averaging? Seven catches on 10 targets for 98 yards and over one touchdown a game right now. And it's been steady production. It's not been skewed by one week. It's been pretty steady across the board. So are we pretty optimistic or do we have to temper expectations, realizing that over the last three years, he's averaged three catches on five targets and about a touchdown every three games in the three years prior? I mean, I have an obvious bias on this one because I, I want to be be hopeful. But just watching that game last week and then and seeing the highlights of the first couple of weeks, uh, I really think he can be that guy. I think he can uh, replace Keenan Allen as the number one target. He actually reminds me a little bit of uh, his game a little bit, like some DK Metcalf in him. I'm not saying he's uh, oh, quite at yeah. that level yet, but in terms of the size and the, just the athleticism, grace, uh, so I see some of that. I don't know why it's taken this long for him to get to that status, but um, I think he's, this is a coming out party that is is not a flash in the pan. I think I think he's for real, and I'm hoping that's the case, obviously. Well, I hadn't thought about this initially, but as you said it, I think one of the things I started thinking of, let's think about his career. Last year, he had rookie Justin Herbert, who is good, but still a rookie. So mm-hmm. rookies tend to lean on their number one, and that was Keenan Allen. And a couple of years before that, he had old busted Philip Rivers, who was basically checked down Charlie, and he'd hit Keenan Allen. So now that he's got a quarterback who's had the strong arm and understands the nuances of the game, I think I think you I was genu- genu- genuinely on the fence, pardon me, but I think he really has kind of moved me over to, I don't know if he'll be wide receiver three at the end of the year, but he'll certainly be a guy you're happy to have in your lineup all year long. Yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, kind of my my steal of the draft. So it's uh, very exciting to see his emergence. Yeah, that and yeah, that could help, especially if you're trying to figure out how to kind of maybe build quarterback depth. If you can have a guy like that who wasn't originally factored into your plans. All right, Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the reins over to you here on this one. Mm-hmm. Is T3M4 the most underrated droid in Star Wars history? I mean, there's a lot of droids in Star Wars history that deserve more credit. That's, I think just droids in general are underrated. Is that the one from... Um, what's the movie? Is that the one from... Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. The one where they blow up the... Not blow up the Death Star, but they get the Death Star planes. Which one's that? Which droid is that? I'm already out of the water here. I'm going to tag the producer. I'm unable to help, too. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Our producer what was doesn't know either. What was the droid's name? T3M4. T3M4. Okay. I'm going to say, if you don't know this off the top of your head, we're just going to call it a no <laughs> and move on. Oh, is this this is the droid from um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Is it that one? Then, okay, yes. I don't know. I don't watch Star Wars movies. Uh, that's a video game, sir, and it's a fantastic video game. And he's your little buddy, and he's your friend. He's a joy. So. 
Yes, okay. he's very underrated. Great. Eight. Josh Gordon in Kansas City. Do I care? Alex, do I care? No. Is my aunt, Derek, is my guess. do I care? I don't care. I don't think you should care either. I mean, uh, when he played for, I think, was, I want to say the Seahawks and the Patriots, I think football-wise, I think he's probably past his prime. I don't think he's going to bring much to the table. As a as a human story, a human interest story, I'm all for, you know, guys uh, shaking shaking the demons of, of addiction. So uh, that part of it, yes. But uh, as a fantasy player, I, I don't think uh, we're going to see much happening there. If he can't do it in Kansas City with uh, Mahomes, I mean, it's the ship has sailed. Yeah. I think it benefits Lucas. I think another weapon for um, Mahomes. And I, I think if anything, um, I think it negates any value that uh, McCall Hardman or Byron Prinkle were going to have this year. So, but no, I don't think it does much for Josh Gordon. But I think it's a good point. Wish him well. Just don't know this going to impact any of our rosters. All right. Nine. Year of overconfidence. Alex, I want you to take the lead on this one and then Derek can follow up. Mm-hmm. The most touches ever by a running back in a single season is 492 by the former Detroit Lion James Wilder. After mm. having a ridiculous 72 touches in the last two games, Derrick Henry is now on pace to have 491 touches this year, so one less than the most ever. What is, if you had to bet money, how does this story end? He holds up a similar pace, this keeps up and he has an injury, or this eventually titrates down. And before you answer, I'm going to say, bear in mind right now, we've got, at least for this week, his top two, the top two wide receivers and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, everything points to them not playing. And they've got no wide receivers under that. So I got to think they're going to lean run at least one more week. I think it's going to be titrated, especially as they get closer to being able to make the playoffs, because I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I'm not afraid of him actually getting injured because it's like that dude's built like a tank. He's like the one player that it's like, I think if someone just hits him in the legs, they're just going to bounce off. That dude's jacked. You know what I mean? Every other player, I'm like, they're going to tear their hamstring. And like Derrick Henry's like, he's going to tear someone's hamstring. You know? So, I mean, I don't think it's going to keep going. But like, I mean, he's still going to have an insane amount of carries. by Yeah. And I mean, if they're playing the Jets this week, like the Jets are terrible. So two things, they're going to just play to their strengths. They'll run all over them. And they're going to get a lead and possibly just run off the clock. So a quarter of the way through the season, he's going to be well on pace. Mm-hmm, Derek, you mm-hmm. with us? You got a different take. No, I'm with you on this. I think he's a freak of nature. Uh, I just wish uh, Nick Chubb could get like 40% of the carries that, that he gets. Uh, I think Chubb with the timeshare is averaging like 13 carries a game. But uh, So I'm, I'm jealous. But yeah, I think he's uh, on another level with being a indestructible force right now so uh, i i could see them uh, just keeping burning through him and him uh, setting records just uh, i want to quickly validate that as somebody who's lived the nick chubb life in a few leagues like why do you not let the best pure running back in the nfl run the ball more than 14 times a game seriously because I mean, mayfield needs to throw the ball to dante people's jones <laughs> Oh. I mean, you can't. I couldn't not pick him because he's still so, uh, so good for his per carry numbers, and he and he can get in the end zone, and he's so explosive. But yeah, that's the that's the downside of the, of the life of Chubb. What's yeah. that? Uh, 
And if Kareem Hunt goes down, I mean, he's he's running back yes. one. Yes. All right. But that, that's a lament I've had enough times on this show of. But anyway. All right. We're going to end on three truths and a lie. And I'm going to be honest. It's not my best uh, work. I decided to do this one early in the week, but then I couldn't really come up with one I thought was going to throw you guys off the scent. So you're both probably going to get it, but it's just a, at least an interesting thing I want to talk about on the show. Um, this is the truth. This is just set the table. Like this has not been a competitive year. Um, every week, matchup to matchup there, it's just been blowout across blowout across blowout. Um, so saying that three of these things are true about the scores this year, and one of them is false. Which one is false? One, the average margin of defeat has been 38 points. The largest margin of defeat has been 83 points. The median margin of defeat has been 35 points, and I've got to use median twice in two weeks. So as a stats nerd, I'm pretty jazzed about that. Last, only one game has been decided by less than 20 points this year. I'm going to say A. First one. Average margin of defeat has been 38 points? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you real, real quick because I think when you brought this on the, up on the first episode, whatever – I haven't just tweaked the answers just a little bit. One of these is pretty far off the truth. So don't think I'm trying to kind of play close with you on that. But you're going to stick with average margin defeat is 38? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Derek? Yeah, second one was 83-point margin. Yep. you said I'm going to say that one. All right. In fact, the average margin of defeat has been 38 points. In oh, fact, man. the largest margin of victory has been 83 points. In fact, the median margin of defeat has been 35 points. I'm surprised. Um, I think I think Lucas had the 83-point victory, by the way. Um, so there has been more than one game decided by less than 20 points, but it's four. So it's um, and those were two, like just at 20, then an 18 and a 16. So it's uh, nothing has come down to Monday night. Nothing's come down to Sunday. So you know. I was a little disappointed by that, but uh, that'll probably sort itself out. Less stress for owners. Yeah. That's true. I'd rather have my tail kicked <laughs> in halfway through the late games and just call it a day. <laughs> All right. right. So we're gonna we're gonna go through ten for ten. I'm gonna real quick set the table, remind you where we were last week, and then have your uh, minds thinking. I want you guys to tell me where you guys think you should be, not where I'm gonna rank you. Like if this was your own. Alexines or Derekines or however cool name you'd come up with where you'd put yourself. So here's where we were. Last week, Kelly was 10, Matt 9, Carly 8, Cam came in at 7, Derek, you were at 6, Bobby at 5, Jay at 4, Lucas lost the number one spot to fall to 3, the year of overconfidence was in at number 2, and I was in the number one spot. So before we get into where we're at this week, where do you guys think you should be ranked? Number one, baby. <laughs> All right, Derek. I think that I'm, I would have made a climb from six to four. All right. And last week, Cam was really rem- lamenting my rankings, and that's okay. Sometimes they're messed up, but I, I take a stand. They're way better than ESPN's nonsense. I think they currently project Lucas to be sixth, and I don't know how on any planet you have Lucas's team projected to be sixth. So that's ridiculous. There can't be. I'm not listening to any argument to the contrary. So anyways, 
So that's where we were last week. So let's see if any one of you can uh, run the gambit. Ty Lucas is the only one who's ever done that before. Who is 10? I will say Matt. Matt. One for one. Was nine. Drops a spot to 10. It's been a rough start to this year. He's 0-3. He has gotten his tail kicked in way more than uh, even the numbers I was talking about before. Losses of... by 83, 43, and 40. On the bright side, Dalvin Cook is back. Calvin Ridley is averaging seven, almost seven catches a game. The problem is Matt Ryan is old, busted, and just doing checkdowns like Phillip Rivers a few years ago. So even with seven catches a game, he's only averaging 56 yards a game with zero or one touchdowns. I can't remember which. And... Kirk Cousins is not going to be quarterback for all year. I will die on that mountain, a slow, grisly death. So I am worried it's going to be hard to make a climb up. Alex. Yes. Do you have a question for me? Or do you just want me to continue to talk about Matt's team? So when I when I texted you and I was like, Alex, I want you to take the lead on your team and Matt's team and just focus everything else on one for one. Oh, I thought you said only focus on one for one. I can't read. <laughs> My apologies. Anyways, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, okay. So. I know that you have a lot of confidence in everybody. So let me ask you uh, one in particular. So the mountain I won't quite die on like I will Kirk Cousins, which I'm married to, and Derrick Henry, which I was wrong about. Um, Dalvin Cook is a guy I am just not going to have in a lot of leagues. Like It just seems like he's always on the injury report, and he does play, but that just feels like playing with smoke for me. So for you, is Dalvin Cook a guy you think Matt's going to be lucky to have, top three, top four all year long uh, when he plays? Or do you think kind of running backs hit the wall and missing last week was the start of something? Well, I Dalvin Cook was one of the guys that I really wanted going into the year. I really like him. Um, Derek Henry was actually my number one running back that I wanted to get. Dalvin Cook is number two. Um, but I, I think there's just a lot of talent there, and I think if he can get healthy, I'll be fine. But as we've seen with running backs with like nagging injuries, when usually when that happens, it's it's like all season. I have very rarely seen a player when they have like an injury that keeps like affecting them like game by game that they just get better all of a sudden. Maybe Dalvin Cook can get past that. I hope he does because Matt really needs him to. Um, and at this point, I don't really know what he'd trade because at this point, Matt kind of needs to like swing for like big gets, you know, because he's starting off 0 3. And I think Dalvin yeah. Cook later in the season is that. So if he trades that, he can't just trade that for somebody that's average to fill a spot. He needs those big numbers. Delvin Cooks was can do that. So I think even if he doesn't, I think that's what you know you have to hope for. Um, and I think he can do it. I think Delvin Cook can do it. So just well, I think right about that. I don't think you can trade Delvin Cook for anything less than two solid starters. And I don't know anybody's going to give up two solid starters for Delvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he'd do it. I just I just don't think he did. There's just so much upside for Dalvin Cook, and Matt needs all the upside that he can get right now, although he does really need a wide receiver. Um, Calvin Ridley hasn't really been performing. So 
I don't know. I just, I don't think Matt would do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he can, cause once Dalvin Cook's back, he'll have Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, and then he can have Marvin Jones. I don't know. Juju Smith Schuster's not the player. I think there'd have to be a second player involved. I think Hopkins is good, but he's just trading one problem for another. Yeah. That's more what I mean. Okay. Derek, what about you? Uh, maybe you aren't quite as the year of overconfidence of sunshine and roses for everybody or doom and gloom for everybody like me. Where do you, as kind of our middle of the road spokesman here, have? For, sorry, for Matt's team? Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think there's a lot of hope there. I think the way Alex put that is uh, is right. He needs as much upside as he can get. But, uh, yeah, I think the the Marvin Jones hasn't I think he's probably exceeded expectations, but for where he picked him is not quite uh, lived up uh, to to uh, what he was hoping for. So, yeah, I just don't think the, the, the talent pool is a little weak there. So I'm not seeing it for, for Matt. Yeah, I think uh, Mixon is prime. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about Matt a little bit later. So. All right. Nine. What do you guys got? Carly. Carly. Guys, two for two. Was eight, falls a spot to nine. Uh, Carly also 0-3. To her credit, though, she's been more competitive. Uh, has a 55-point loss, but also losses of 16 and I 20-ish. However, she plays Lucas this week, so that is in nobody's. That is not in her best interest. Um, she is really got besieged by, I don't know if it's bad luck or whatever, but Allen Robinson and Robert Woods have to be two of the biggest underachievers of kind of the top 10 to 12 12 to 15 wide receivers selected, and they're both on her team. Tyler Boyd is actually her best statistical wide receiver at 44. That that is that's some rough stuff. I share the same problem in another league with Woods and Robinson, so I can definitely uh, just uh, I feel her on that one. I think again, this is a situation where you have to take your valuable asset off who is on the bench and try to upgrade uh, that wide receiver position. So that's why a guy like in the in the level of, of Tyler Lockett, I was thinking there might uh, be a possibility to upgrade there. Uh, running backs, I mean, it's, uh, with Robinson coming around, coming into form, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty talented uh, situation there and uh, obviously uh, in good shape with the quarterback position. So I think there is still... If if somehow there's something that can be upgraded in the wide receiver position, I think there is still hope for Carly, but uh, uh, obviously it's not looking good right now. And I'm not going to give anything away in the game, Derek, but something that happened before the game that may have already been on your radar. They declared Carlos Hyde inactive after he was basically taking more touches than Robinson last week. So if if this is they're going to start reverting to form from last year, I'm, I'm not getting into waste, but just to bench the guy who was number two. I mean that's. That'd be a big win for her. So Kamara and James Robinson, maybe that also could be something to trade. But she's got to she's got to prop up the wide receiver core because I'm I'm to the point where I'm getting pretty nervous about Allen Robinson. All right, yeah. so talk to me. Eight. I'm gonna say Cam. Um, I am going to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jay. All right, you deviated, and one of you hit it. Uh, was seven, falls a spot to eight. We've got Cam. Cam is one and two, so the record's not terrible, but I think he could be in some trouble here as far as points scored. 
bottom of the league, like I talked about earlier, Galladay, Patterson, uh, DJ Charker, his bottom three starters, AJ Brown injury is really rough. Like I just, they're eighth, but I don't, I'm, this team feels like they're in really rough shape, maybe more than the other teams. Look, I, I don't know how I lost to this team. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for the, the right opportunity just to take, take my shots, trying to get a little revenge since uh, <laughs> yeah, Camp pretty much declared me as his enemy. So uh, he said, I think that uh, I was shitting on his team the first week. I, I thought I wasn't that hard on his team, but apparently I was. But I do think, I mean, just getting off to the season, starting with uh, the Dobbins uh, injury, and I because I had actually high expectations uh, for Dobbins. Um, but again, you've got two high caliber quarterbacks. So I think something needs to be done because outside of Godwin, your receiver core is in some serious trouble. And then uh, with Elliot not living up to uh, at least the expectations I had for him, I think there is a hole here that even for a perennial playoff participant like Cam is going to be um, – Pretty tough to crawl out of, although if he could make the playoffs this year, that would be uh, quite an impressive feat. But, uh, yeah, also not looking good. Does anyone have any concerns that if Cam, like, really does crater this season, he'll hate quit like Gordon did? And I want you to know all the strain it took not to say all the name, words I wanted to say in front of that. Okay, if nobody wants to answer the question, that's okay. <laughs> I, I without being I, a veteran in the league, I don't, I don't know how to. I don't think I have a proper history to be able to to make a judgment on that one. Gordy was lame. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So I just hope Cam doesn't get frustrated that his team did not do well this year, and I know he's frustrated how things ended last year. All right, seven. I am gonna say Jay. Kelly. Derek, you're running the table so far. Big move from 10 up to 7. Uh, Kelly's won two in a row. How, um, I, I think there's some trepidation here. Her two wins have been over the teams ranked ninth and 10 in the Jenkins that we just went over with Matt and Carly. Um, to me, I think last week was a really good snapshot of this team. I think they did about as well as they're capable of doing. And it was good. It was like middle of the pack, fourth, fifth, sixth, high score, something like that. But I don't know that I think they can consistently get above that. If you look at what they did, not counting Rodgers, every player on the team got the two-point bonus for either 100 receiving yards or 100 rushing yards. So basically equated to two extra touchdowns. I think I kind of like Brandon Cooks, but he's on a really low-octane offense. I like DJ Moore. He's kind of on a low-octane offense. I just don't think there's a, a big boom for these guys. So I, I think it's just a fact of I don't know that this team could string three in a row together. But I also don't think they're going to be 10th anymore. I think that uh, I think if they can do some things. Maybe they can make some progress, but nice move up from 10 to 7. And uh, I think this is kind of the range they're going to be at. Hey, however you can get wins, you can get wins in this league, Steve. Who cares if you're going against team 9 and 10? She's 2 and 1. She deserves it. She should be stoked. And uh, she deserves to move up to seven. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, good on her. All right. Mm -hmm. Six. Jay. I'll say it, Jason. 
Oh, I was hoping for you, Derek. No, you both missed. Dang it. Bobby? Uh, yeah, I'd have to go with, with Bobby next. Was five, drops a spot to six. Bobby one and two. Um, also in a little bit of trouble, not to the degree I think Cam is, but his next two matchups are against Alex and Lucas, at least per last week, the number two and three teams in the league. That feels pretty heavy. Um, Eric or Derek, when you said that uh, eight teams are fairly well set at quarterback, I'm assuming this is one of the two you did not think was set at quarterback with Lamar and Baker. Um, actually, it might not have been, but Lamar is not good in our format. I don't want to get too much into it, but the half point per completion um, really negates him. I think he's quarterback 15 because I'm living that life in another league. Um, Diggs, for I'll fall on the mountain. I was wrong about Derek. Um, Henry, but I was right about Diggs that I think last year was going to be a career year. Steady this year, every game between 62 and 69 yards receiving, but nothing special. So I think I'm worried about that as well. Derrick Henry, what I've got here, man, myth, legend, the end. So he's fantastic. Last thing on um, him before I'll check in on anything you guys have is I am not getting the decision to start Devontae Smith over Chris uh, Chase Claypool right now. Devontae Smith averaging four catches for 38 yards with one touchdown in three games. Um, Claypool uh, doing much better. Uh, five catches, five catches a game, 70 yards, paces out for 80 catches, 1,100 yards. That's a fantastic place for a wide receiver. So, not getting that one, but maybe he'll flip that around before the uh, games start this week. I'd like to retract my earlier statement about there being eight teams with quality quarterbacks, and now say that there are seven teams because uh, I missed I missed this one. So I agree that is one of the teams without a high caliber uh, quarterback, particularly for our system. And yeah, I agree with the rookies. I think you got to, if you have other guys you can plug in, you got to let them uh, have time to prove their value. So I think that is is a mistake. And I think Claypool is a guy with a lot of upside too, especially if Deontay Johnson stays out. Um, And then there's still a big three here. I I think I look at fantasy teams. If you've got a big three, actually, I apply this all across the board to sports teams. There's with uh, Henry Jones and and Diggs because I think Diggs can still uh, put up some great numbers. So I think there's this is still a dangerous team. I think. I like it. He might just you be. Know. No, he might, just be doing, yeah, he might just be doing what I do as when a player gets marked as questionable. I leave him on the I leave him on the bench until they get, I get more information on him. For on the occasion that I forget they're playing Thursday and it turns out they're injured and missed their game as I've done that once. You know what yeah, I mean? Because Chase play equals put is questionable. So maybe it's just kind of like a waiting game. No, I think it's actually no credit to you. I think that's a really smart idea. You know, if something happens Sunday morning, you can't get to your roster. Somebody's out. You're covered and you're safe. No, I yeah. can get on board. With that's uh, I hadn't thought about that, but it makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Five. Jay. Yeah, Jason. All right. Was four drops a spot to five. Um, Jay, one and two. To me, this is the my own self. I think this is the hardest team to scale. Um, They beat the number nine team in the Jenkins. And again, based on last week, they lost to the number one and two team. So I don't know where they kind of fall when they get matchups in the middle. I give up trying to figure out Adam Thielen. I'm not ready to say that I was wrong about him. I still think he's just, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's currently 
wide receiver seven on the year. Um, bigger picture, Jay has wide receiver seven, 12, and 20. That is fantastic. What is not fantastic is that he's got running backs 19 and 26 and quarterback eight. Uh, you don't win in this league on the strength of a good wide receiving core and not being good at the quarterback and running back position. Um, one of the things I was going to put in the 10 for 10, but I forgot that I'll bring up now. You take out David Montgomery's 41-yard rush the start of the season. He's averaging 3.4 yards per carry. So I, this team reminds me of Kelly. I think they can have good weeks, but I don't know that the upside is there that they can string together three consecutive wins in December. So um, this is kind of – I think I started Jay out at eight. He's five now, so maybe he lands some – he kind of bounces around between those spots this year. Those are my thoughts on the team. I think. Russell Wilson may, may have just kind of had an off week, too, so I think maybe he, he might be a little higher than eight because I think, what, his first two weeks he did pretty solid, right? He got, yeah, uh, yeah, he got over 40 points twice. So he just kind of had an off break that lowered his, lowered his point rank a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the running back situation is rough. I mean, I think it's just what, like, Matt is hoping, right? So, like, maybe just leaving, hoping that Saquon Barkley can, like, get all the carries that, you know, he used to back in the day because if that happens, I think that he'd have just an incredibly solid team. Um, but again, you have to hope that, that can happen. Because again, there's not a lot of it's really famine, like feast or famine with running backs right now. It's how many like split times there are. And even like if somebody gets injured, it's not like one place fills in for them anymore. It's like four guys just show up off the practice squad and hold each other's hands as they walk out in the field. Uh, um did they sing? In San Francisco they did, yeah. Oh, that's glorious. Yeah. Fun fact, Lions player Karen Johnson still don't think he got brought up from the practice squad. From San Francisco, but uh, oh, moving on. We're, if we get to carry on, we just back. <laughs> anyway, I like Jay's team. I think it has a lot of promise. Um, should it be one and two? Probably not. I think he, knowing Jay, he's probably hates Saquon Barkley. Um, he's like me. He can like once the season's over, he's like I'm never drafting that guy again for the rest of my life, and that's what he does. So I'm assuming he's not a Saquon Barkley fan right now. I can't imagine he is right now. Yeah. All right, four. I'll say Derek. Me. Yeah, Derek, you called your shot, bumped up two spots from six to four. So based on what you said earlier, this feels about right. Uh, doing pretty good so far. I missed only one, which is too bad because I wanted the record. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna call give you the a couple things. Second, right. but there's one there's one question I want you to ask. Kind of as you talk about your team, there's one thing I want you to kind of talk to me about if it wasn't already on your agenda. You've now had two drafts with us as a league. You've now kind of figured out kind of how the thing works. Do you at this point think you were going to modulate your quarterback strategy going into the draft next year or status quo and just hope that a quarterback drafted ninth or 10th falls a little better for you? Uh, I'm going to change. I'm ready for a shift. Uh, and uh, I got I've, I've been doing this for a while with uh, not making top quarterbacks a priority. And uh, I've been feeling the impact of it for a while. So it's it's time to make a change. Uh, and one of my other leagues, I've, I've got Russell Wilson, who I know is not tier one, but he is an upgrade from what I usually have. And when he's uh, played well the first couple of weeks, I'm like, I, I think I'm missing something here. So uh, I'm ready to upgrade the position. And I think it, it has been a, an Achilles heel for my team. So, yes, 100 percent. Yeah, and to your credit, I think kind of like uh, Lamar, Russell Wilson just doesn't translate as well in our league because he tends to, I don't know what the numbers are, but he tends to throw, his passes are deeper, so he's not getting those half point per completions that like 
Brady or Stafford, kind of two of the best in the league are at this. So, all right. But yeah, I appreciate the heads up. But let me talk about your team. Uh, two and one on a roll. Yeah, very, very excited. I'm, uh, one of the things with, when you're navigating through this while you're looking at these rosters is that you all of a sudden see a, a questionable tag show up for DK Metcalf and it gets the, the heart racing a little bit. He's got, I guess, a little foot issue. I'm sure he's fine. Hopefully he's fine. Um, but yeah, just really, uh, I mean, I, I've been excited about my running backs uh, since the beginning. I think uh, Eckler had a rough week one. So for him to play at the level that I was hoping for weeks two and three has been very encouraging. Chubb is Chubb. We know we're going to get 13 rushes a game, but uh, a lot of output for that. And, uh, you know, I picked up Carr and felt like that was the right move to make. Probably like with you're saying with Cousins, but I don't think uh, Carr is going to be able to sustain this. Um, but I think he can still be an effective quarterback with uh, maybe their uh, improved wide receiver core across the board. So kind of intrigued a little bit to see where that goes. Um, I don't know what's going on with Burrow tonight. I, I decided to go with Burrow. I'm recording the Thursday game. So and trying not to see the stats that he has so far as I'm navigating through all this. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I I mean, Mike Williams, again, has just been the was the big score. And because that was going to be my weak link, obviously, with uh, Julio had a lot of pressure on him and he had, you know, one decent week. But it seems like Julio is who I think you thought he was going to be, Steve. So. Um, for Mike Williams to be able to be uh, fill in there, I feel like I, I addressed it be a big weak link there. Um, oh yeah. So 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 I I I really like where I am right now. Feeling very good. All right. So feel like you're four. You feel like you can contend with the the teams above you, and uh, we're in a good place. Yeah. I mean, if uh, if your players keep keep going down. Uh, I mean, I know I, you got good news. on. We'll, we'll talk to you about your team, but you got good news, I think, on McCaffrey. So uh, you're going to be tough to catch. But otherwise, I think I think I can be a contender this year. And I'm happy for you. This things kind of felt pretty rough for you the first uh, first year. So I'm glad that kind of there's some comeuppance across uh, the board for you there. Um, but yeah, the, the note I have, because I know you're going to do most of the talk and I just think it's a rock solid team across the board. So and I like the idea. I feel a little more comfortable streaming Carr and Burrow in our format than I do Tannehill and uh, Burrow. So I think it was a smart play by you. All right, guys. Thank you. Who's number three? I'm going to say Lucas. Yeah, I'm going to say Lucas. All right. Producer Lucas, we'll bring you on to talk about this. So I'm going to kind of put, read my <laughs> notes about your team here. Then I'll also ask if you think three is fair. And then we'll kind of hear what you have to say. So, um. I think your team's just in a weird spot right now. Hopkins, Cooper, and Hill have all had kind of eh weeks over the last two weeks. I don't have any concerns with Hill or Cooper that it's going to be fine. My only concern with Hopkins is, is this the year that, like, always being injured is finally catching up to him? Um, but it's not a talent thing. It's just is so I think you're going to be fine there. Um, I think it's a solid threesome of running backs. I If Carson stays healthy... He, Henderson, and CEH, you can always afford to lose one guy to injury and be good to go. And Mahomes is the ultimate eraser. You always have a chance if you have Mahomes. I mean, it's just a blessing for you right there. So I like where you're at. And those are my notes on your team. So let me turn the floor over to you. What you got? You have more faith in my team than I do. Um, I am expecting a lot more points uh, from the Hill, 
Hopkins uh, Cooper combo. Uh, and I got that in week one uh, with that 83 point uh, margin of victory. Um, but surprisingly, it has just not been there since. And it's starting to worry me a bit. Um, obviously, they're going to stay in there um, at least another week. Uh, it, it'd be dumb to switch it out now, but uh, it, it's a concern of mine. It was supposed to be a strength um, because, you know, you're always going to have a weak position uh, when re- you can't have a great quarterback, wide receiver, and running back um, group on your team. You're only going to have one week, and the week one is running back for me. So uh, wide receiver is supposed to be my number one group, and it's not turning out to that. So uh, I would... I got really lucky last week in that Cam's team actually just literally dropped a deuce. Um, and they just had, flushed. Did they look back or did they flush? They, yeah, they looked back too. Um, they, they were just wondering what the heck was going on. Uh, he had 38 points going into the Monday night game uh, with two players left to play. Um, and Zeke and Prescott did very well and got him to a respectable 90. Um, but I just got you know lucky that the ma- I had the matchup I did last week, so a uh, little bit concerned, but three is fair. Is that where you would have put yourself before we went through all this? Like Derek was right about being four, Alex TBD on if he's one or not. Would you have said three? Yes. Okay. Um, I get what you're saying, but I, I guess technically running back two is your weak spot slash flex, but man, it's probably with the best weak spot in the entire league. I think any one of us would have been okay to plug in um, – I would assume CEH is who I view as your number one running back. So Henderson or Carson is your number two um, or some other way. So I like it, but I see your trepidation. I'm just, uh, I'm a little more confident. So, all right. Having said all that, fellas, who's number two? Alex. Uh, Derek, eight for nine so far. Alex was two, hold steady at two. Um Unacceptable. I'm in a second, Alex. I'm just gonna. I got my notes here. I might get nine for ten. <laughs> you can mess it up. I have messed up the last one, Derek. Don't get cocky. <laughs> Noted. Um, Alex, as you talk, the one thing, one of the things I want to hear out of you is like, I don't watch Lions games. I just they've killed my soul. Um, but Swift is running back like three or six, whatever it is. It does not pass the eyeball test. The limited times I watch, it just seems like it's dump offs. Um, and hey, points are points, but it doesn't feel sustainable. So I'm curious what you think about that. Um, we yeah. talked about consistently your wide receivers were a strength of this team. And my goodness, as of right now, wide receivers three, six, and 10 combined with J. Allen after a big bounce back last week, now quarterback seven. I mean, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I have a great team. I love these boys. You know, we're all having fun in the locker room, you know, but it's not getting to their heads. That's the big thing. I talk to them every day and I say, don't let the winds go to your heads. And they're like, you know what, coach? You're right. We got to keep going out there and performing. Um, DeAndre Swift, actually, if you watch the Lions, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Not the weirdest. I mean, that's an exaggeration. But for some reason, the Lions offensive line is doing really good at run blocking, but not at pass blocking. I very rarely see that. Run blocking is usually a lot harder because they have to run down, try to get linebackers to chase people down. But they're doing a great job with that because when they do run the ball, they do do a good job. Um, Swift and Jamal. Uh, Real quick, does, does Swift look mar- much better than Jamal Williams or does do they look pretty comparable in the backfield? I think Swift is faster. And uh, since we don't get into the red zone much, they don't usually have to pound it in. 
You know what I mean? But uh, a welcome Swift's, companion, if you will. Swift Swift seems very good at making the first guy miss, and Jamal Williams seems really good at just pounding through the first guy to get the extra three yards. You know what I'm saying? But they both look very good. But then also there's that bonus, which is why both of them are so highly ranked, not just DeAndre Swift, is because Jared Goff is afraid to pass. So he chucks it to them a lot, too. It's a combination. In fact, DeAndre Swift was robbed of a touchdown last week. He should be should have gotten more points. He got a touchdown. They were just like, no. And then they just gave it to Jamal later. But, okay, so you're saying it's a combo. Like, he, he does pass the eyeball test, and he is the beneficiary of a quarterback who just dumps the ball off because he's got nobody to throw it to, and he's a bit scared in the pocket. Yeah, and he has a good offensive line. So it's working out really well. So that's actually why I have Williams, too, is because if DeAndre Swift gets hurt, I'll still have Williams. I'll be that same play style. Um, yeah, no, he's just the run. The run game is like the first time I've watched the Lions where I'm like, they should run the ball sometimes. I've, I haven't been like that in like 15 years. So it's uh, about doing a good job. Retired, so that makes sense. OK. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, wide receivers. I didn't think it would be going this well. Um, I also have Kareem Hunt on my bench pulling the ninth running back. which I don't know how long that's going to last, but still. So. Yeah, I just everything's coming up right. So hopefully Tyler Lockett can keep it going after the first two weeks because he did only get five points this week. So hopefully it's not that thing where he just scores really high numbers and doesn't do anything for three weeks. But um, I like my boys. Yeah, it's it's fun to see you have a good run too. I was excited for Derek. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for Lucas too. But yeah, I think we can all agree Alex is the lone member of the original. Um, fancy football group who doesn't have a title. I don't say that to Maki. It's that's a hard thing to achieve. I think uh, yeah, it's nice to see you have a good run. Thanks, man. Absolutely. All right, number one. Steve. All right, we're gonna cut our 60 seconds down to 45 here. Uh, like I said before, I don't know. I'm I'm still optimistic. I've lost two of my six uh, top six draft picks, three of my eight if you count Michael Thomas sitting on IR. Um, the good news, like you said, Derek, on uh, McCaffrey sounds like hopefully he'll only out, be out for one or two more games. I picked up Chuba, feeling good about that. Uh, last week was why you draft Tom Brady, because he only had two touchdowns, yet 56 points, because they do the thing you need to do in our league. They pat, they run by short passes. So those little dink and dunks, they are glorious, even if they are just useless. So Bless him for that. Hopefully he'll put up a great game against New England. Uh, beyond that, Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, love those wide receivers. Jonathan Taylor, stop being in a timeshare with Naeem Hines. That's only slightly less stupid than uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb being in the timeshare. So we're one. We're playing Kelly. So uh, hopefully one beats seven. All right. That's my team. All right, guys. Anything for you before we pivot to rankings for the week? Or I'm sorry, predictions and suggestions. No, I'm ready. I'm good. Ready. Yeah. All right. Talk for 30 seconds. I got to set something up. So, Derek, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, Alex. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I like the wall thing behind you. Is that one of those sound sound enhancing things? <laughs> it's uh, it's no uh, value other than the looks, and I I don't know how to get uh, uh, like the the proper digital zoom background. So this is to block this. This room was converted from a storage room pretty much to an office room. So had to use that as a temporary fix. And I haven't found a permanent one. Oh, gotcha. I'm out here thinking you're buying the really yeah. expensive podcasting equipment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I should I should have just gone with that, yeah. Since yeah. my story wasn't the most riveting one, so. How are you kidding me, Derek? Every time you tell a story, I'm riveted. <laughs> you give yourself some of that credit that you so wholly deserve. Well, he's got two podcasts that. going on, so he clearly knows how to hold an audience. <laughs> yeah, we had a, a hiatus last night from the basketball one. Excuse me, we had a hiatus, and then last night was the was the return. So. Uh, as as nice. to be back and get in the swing of podcasts, yeah. All right, I have to listen to that. When is real quick? When's your draft? Uh, I think we're gonna be right close to when the season starts. So I think we're looking at like October seventeenth. Oh, nice. weeks away. Okay. Yeah. Got the number one pick. Uh, it's still gonna be and the Green Freak. That's gonna be the Joker. He oh. is like across the board. It's like you know that they have the fantasy pros breakdown. It's a hundred percent Joker. I think across the board, everywhere, he is the uh, consensus number one. So far. he's the CMC of this whole thing. It's he is. It's perfect okay. analogy. Yep. Well, good luck. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear how this goes. It's fun to be along for the ride and not have to deal with the pressure of it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we had two guys drop was... out on the same day, as like I told you. It's a, a little shock <laughs> yeah, to the I'm league, but we'll that. be fine. Yeah. All right. So producer Lucas will have you weigh in too. So we're going to start out. Um, Jankup of the week to Alex versus six Bobby. Alex, who do you have? I believe in my boy is Alex coming home with that win tonight or Sunday, Monday. Yep. ESPN agrees with you. I agree with the two of you. Producer Lucas. Alex. I love this name, by the way. All right. Cam also went with Alex. Derek, who do you have? Across the board, Alex. All right. Oh, real quick, I'm sorry. Before I uh, keep going down this road, let's talk about how we did last week. Uh, ESPN and myself both went 5-0, and but honestly, most of us uh, were above water last week. Cam, Cam and Derek, you were both 4-1. and No, I'm sorry, Lucas and Derek, you were both 4-1. and Cam went 3-2, and and Alex, you were the only team that missed going 2-3 and three, uh, for the year. ESPN, 11-4. and four. Alex, Derek, and, Alex, Derek, and Steve, 10-5. and five. Cam and Lucas nine and six, so everybody's having a good run so far. Mm-hmm. All right, next one Steve versus seven Kelly. ESPN has me. I take me as well. Producer Lucas. Uh, Steve. Cam and something that had to kill his soul just a whole lot actually picked me as well. Derek. Steve. Alex, is it a clean sweep? It sure is. All right. No, no differences yet. All right. Next, we have three Lucas, nine Carly. Alex. No, no, sorry. I'm going to go first. I am going to take number three, Lucas. Lucas, who you got? Carly. Oh, well, you're you're wrong. Settle with love. Derek. <laughs> Lucas. Alex. I'm going to say Lucas. Four, Derek versus 10, Matt. Producer Lucas, who are you taking? Oh, by the way, Cam also took you, Lucas. Yeah, well, this is before I'm watching the Thursday night game. Um, I am going to take um, Matt. Sorry, Derek. All right, um, shocker. I, I got to catch up somehow. I'm nine and six. I'm behind. Um, well, in in your blood rivalry, Cameron has also taken Matthew. So, Derek, are we three for three? 
<laughs> I'm going to go with, with uh, me. <laughs> Love it. All right, Xander. I'm going to go with Derek. Yeah, well, I'm taking this in. It's been it's an unusual week. Um, everybody in the top five is playing somebody in the bottom five, so there aren't any, in theory, these are not um, tight matchups, though. Obviously, we're wrong a lot, so some teams will make some upsets. But at least in this one, I feel pretty confident that I'm also going to take Derek as the four seed or the fourth ranking. All right, last one, five, Jason versus eight, Cam. Uh, Cam has gone with Jason. Derek, what are you doing? I think I've already taken some shots at Cam tonight, so I'm going to say he's going to kind of pull this one out. I'll say Cam. All right. Xander. I'm going to say Cam, too. ESPN has Jason. I'm on board with ESPN. I'm saying Jason. Lucas, who you got? Break the tie. That's that's weak, Derek. got to stay strong. Go, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I always play both sides of these uh, rivalries. I, I'm not much for confrontation, so... <laughs> well, you don't get elected president of your class by being somebody who uh, <laughs> alienates half a voting population. Yeah, I try to straddle the fence, yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up. Recommendations of the week. I will go first to give you guys a minute. Um, as we've talked about before, the reason Derek and I know each other is because uh, we are in a similar, a similar line of work as therapists. Um, you're a bit therapist adjacent right now, Derek, but I think it's still in your blood. Um I have found a podcast I love. It's called Other People's Problems. It's uh, actually a recording of about 20, 25 minute snippets out of a 15 minute session and uh, use a lot of uh, Rogerian techniques. So I won't go too into the deep into the weeds on that one, but uh, really love it. Um, so it's been uh, beneficial for me and I actually have been using some things professionally. So really dig it. Um, Alex, what you got? Um, I've been watching Squid Games on Netflix. That's been keeping me entertained. It's pretty dark. Um, yeah, that's a pretty okay show. Bunch what is people. the general premise of Squid Games? Uh, like 400 people are chucked in a room, and they they got to play games. And if you get to the end of the games, you get money to pay off your debts. But you could die. So there you go. Squid Games. Squid Games. All right. Derek. Wait, real quick, Alex, like are you playing, new. Are you playing, also, I'm sorry, I, I, I was bad etiquette, but I got to know, are you playing, like, video games or, like, playing, like, Yahtzee or, like... A lot know, of them game? are, like, kids' games. Like, the first game was Red Light, Green Light, and if they moved when they said Red Light, they got shot, so... Yeah. They shocked? Oh, yeah, that's pretty brutal games. <laughs> that's like the time you shocked our dog. No, well, first of all, I said, I said shot, but also you shocked the dog. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I I'm just gonna kind of you know, we're we're getting past the point of returns here. So, <laughs> Derek, what is your recommendation? You want to talk about how you should electrocute our dog? I, I I'm not sure that's how that went. I like this new uh, documentary on the '86 uh, Mets, uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens. I've only seen the first part of it, um, and I'm not uh, a baseball fan by nature, but I always remember that team from. 86 and that's some wild backstories with uh with those players so uh once upon a time in queens i don't know how many parts it is but uh fine on espn it's it's pretty good all right i like it all right good luck everybody we don't play each other so i think we can uh cheer for our own successes and uh but until then next week what not i'm gonna say it good night gracie um i don't know who that is <laughs>